listeners, welcome back to another super simple podcast. My name is Alex, and today uh, I actually have a surprise podcast, and I say surprise because I'm going to be doing a spoiler-free review of the new movie, Suicide Squad. Uh, This movie wasn't supposed to release as far as I know last night, but... It ended up dropping early at 7, so that was pretty cool. Didn't have to wait until after midnight. And it actually ended up being a really fantastic movie. So I just wanted to make like a quick podcast where I could kind of explain some things that I really liked about the movie. Some things that I disliked, which there aren't many dislikes to be honest. This was a fantastic movie. Um, and then I'll leave like a space toward the end where I'll give like a spoiler warning and all that good stuff. And I might discuss like one or two things, but, um, of course, if you like this podcast, don't forget to follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter under super simple podcast and simple spelt with a Y. And, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm uploading to Spotify now, so that's pretty sweet. Uh, definitely a much easier user experience, and for people searching for the podcast, it seems to be very, very easy to find and use. <clears throat> but, yeah, I figured I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and get into this one. So, if you lived under a rock, you might not realize that uh, there is or was a movie being remade uh, about the Suicide Squad movie that came out in... uh, Jeez Louise, I can't really talk for some reason. About the Suicide Squad movie that came out in 2016. Now, this was understandably not a great movie. The story was all over the place, didn't make sense... The villain didn't make sense, but some of the portrayals of the characters were actually so good that they were brought back for this one. So, yeah, it was being remade by James Gunn, who is most known for Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, But I also love the movie The Belko Experiment. If you haven't seen it, you need to watch it because it's another gun film like made with his family, and it is fucking crazy. And a lot of the actors from this are also in uh, Belko Experiment. But yeah, he decided to uh, take on the task of rebooting the Suicide Squad, And at first, of course, the entire world collectively sighed because we had already gotten one terrible Suicide Squad movie. We damn sure didn't need another one. And when during the DC Fandom presentation for the movie, I admit, I was like, okay, this this is probably going to be pretty good. I don't want to say it's going to be terrible or whatnot, but... This is probably going to be pretty good. You couldn't really get a feel during the presentation of what the storyline is, and I still don't want to, like, downright spoil the storyline in this podcast because it's not, to me, I feel like it's not so cut and dry as it actually is. But you do know from the trailer that most of the story is going to revolve around Starro. 
So Staro is like an alien starfish that basically can produce thousand little versions of himself that attach themselves to living organisms and connect them to him, and they refer to him as the hive mind. Uh, and he's a villain of the Justice League in the comic books. He's Starro the Conqueror. And in this movie, he's that. He is that and more. I feel as though Starro is a terrifying villain to have to approach because I never took into consideration that the things that attach themselves to your face and turn you into a hive mind basically turn you into a literal zombie which is pretty terrifying in itself but it, it was such a different experience knowing Starro's going up against uh, Task Force X or as the villains refer to themselves the Suicide Squad so already just from the jump you know the villain makes a lot more sense than it did in the original in the first Suicide Squad, it it was kind of just like Enchantress was a member of the squad, but then she also openly betrays the squad to try to build a device that would destroy humanity. And it's never actually, like, outright said, I don't think, that that's what this device is going to do. She just says that it's basically going to like eradicate humanity and that's it. The device fails. She loses. Her brother loses. It's whatever. But in this, Starro... Uh, I don't want to give away too much, but Starro has a purpose for why he is the way he is in this movie and why, why he's doing what he's doing. But what's even better is the fact that the Suicide Squad themselves the characters that make up the squad in this movie, they work so much better than the ones that made up the squad in the 2016 version because, I mean, I didn't I didn't know who El Diablo was before going into the movie. Yeah, he was cool, but I still didn't really give a shit when the movie ended. And Killer Croc was just an abomination of what he was supposed to be. Jared Leto was a, an abomination as the Joker. It was just not a very good movie at all. But in this, I, I loved Bloodsport. I loved uh, Polka Dot Man. Harley Quinn is simply amazing in this movie. Margot Robbie knocks it out of the park as Harley Quinn in this movie. But, like, every character you're introduced to has some sort of meaning and some sort of importance. And if you've already seen the movie, you're like, well, explain that first 15 minutes. And even then, even then, immediately after all of that stuff happens, the movie makes those characters important. What they did served a purpose. What happened to them served a purpose. And it made sense for the movie going forward. Now, I will say, this is kind of crazy. And again, it's it's been pointed out to me, obviously, that that is the point. But I really did not like John Cena's character in this movie. I, I feel like Peacemaker was just the biggest, awfulest 
fattest wet douchebag in this entire movie. And yeah, 100%, that is supposed to be the point. He basically even warned people before the movie came out that he was like a douchey Captain America that would do anything to get the job done and see peace prevail. And it's like, yeah, I get that, but still, he's just an awful character. Like, I feel like the jokes he makes are just not that good. And his character as a, as a whole is not that good, which to be honest, I don't think I've ever seen a movie with John Cena that I enjoyed. I think like every single movie I've seen that he's in just automatically sucks shit. But like, I really half-heartedly expected to, to like his character by the end of this movie. And with each trailer that came out, I was like, man, he seems really stale in this one. But I gave it the benefit of the doubt because I was like, but he might throw this movie on his shoulders and be uh, incredible. And he definitely was not. Now, I mentioned earlier how Margot Robbie was like, this was her, her golden moment as Harley Quinn. And yeah, that is... Oh, I, her transformation from the 2016 version to Birds of Prey and now this one is just incredible. In the 2016 version, I was not a fan of her interpretation of Harley Quinn. I felt like she was fake and that you could tell that this girl is not Harley Quinn you know, if that makes sense, she just didn't have the look, the style, the attitude that I was looking for. And then with Birds of Prey, it got a lot better. And I was telling people, you know, this is the one where she is Harley Quinn. I fully believe that she is Harley Quinn in this movie. But now, after seeing the Suicide Squad, she was the best one for the job. She is Harley Quinn. I don't know how anybody else is going to do a better job than her portraying live-action Harley Quinn. It was fantastic. Uh, there's uh, there's uh, one particular action scene in general that uh, really shows why Harley Quinn is a badass. Like I have uh, the Harley Quinn diamond logo on my on my arm. And everybody always asks me when they see it, like, why would you get that tattooed? And I'm like, because Harley Quinn is a badass in the comic books. She's a badass. The cartoons portrayed her out to be this, like, ditzy, you know, just weirdo who would, like, take pride in the fact that Joker would beat the shit out of her. But, like, in the comic books, she distanced herself from him. She creates a new persona of Harley Quinn where she's no longer associated with him. And the animated Harley Quinn show also does a pretty good job of portraying that just in their own way. And, like, here it's the same way. Like... In 2016, the only reason why Joker was in the movie to begin with was simply because Harley Quinn was in the movie. Joker served no purpose. He was no 
main character whatsoever. He was no spotlight character whatsoever. I think all in all, he had like six minutes of total screen time, but he was being marketed like he was part of the Suicide Squad in the movie. And it, it, it was just like, he doesn't need to be here. Like, just because she's Harley Quinn does not automatically mean that you have to have Joker. And the same goes for the Titan show. It's going to sound ridiculous when I say it, but just because you have something that focuses on Robin does not mean that automatically Batman and Alfred and Batgirl and, and you know, Tim Drake, Jason Todd, Damian Wayne, it doesn't mean that all of them now have to be involved in this project simply because you're doing Robin. You know, I, it'll work better if it's a standalone about that character who is most known to be a sidekick being the hero and and being in the spotlight of their own thing and that's exactly what this is now she necessarily wasn't in the movie as much as i had hoped but she does definitely carry a vast majority of this movie um I really can't say his last name, but the guy who plays Polka Dot Man is an absolute legend for bringing that character to life in the way he did. Polka Dot Man is fantastic. I'm telling you, it's so good. In the comic books, yeah, he's portrayed to be like an absolute dork who's like one of the many uh, low-class villains who are laughing stocks of people like Joker and Mr. Freeze. And like here, he's just... He's still that laughing stock character, but now there's such a level of intimidation that's just kind of nonchalantly shoveled in with his character traits. And I think it's incredible. Like, Polka Dot Man has a couple scenes in the movie where he reacts in fear and something cool happens. Like, he's a cool character with strange powers, but that doesn't mean his powers suck. They're just weird. But, like, Idris Elba is Bloodsport. Oh, man. I really thought they were going to follow that law of keeping uh, Rick Flagg like the leader of the Suicide Squad in this one, but they make it clear very early on that Waller has actually signed on for Bloodsport to be the leader because she wants to teach him how to be a leader and a team player, and what's badass is he is a whole, he's a part of this whole thing. Because he puts Superman in the ICU with a kryptonite bullet. Which automatically, if you're in some type of like maximum security prison with all these criminals and it's like, yeah, what did you do? I attempted to shoot Batman and he broke my collarbone. And it's like, yeah, what did you do? And as I was robbing a bank and the flash stopped me. And it's like, what did you do? I shot uh, Superman in the chest with a uh, kryptonite bullet. It's like, holy shit, you're like the only guy I know that's literally shot Superman and had the chance to kill him. That's awesome. But he is, he's so pivotal to the story. 
Like, I feel like he's one of the characters in the movie that you couldn't do without. And there are other characters that could have filled that gap, but he just does such a good job, and his story arc throughout the movie is fantastic. I mean, he goes from this hardened, shelled, you know, asshole to, like, a good person, as you would expect all of them to do. That's that's the point of the movie. But it's like all of them somewhat grow a conscience for what they're doing, and that makes it great. And then there's uh, King Shark. Uh, King Shark is awesome. He's played by uh, Sylvester Stallone, which I'm sure everybody knows who that is. And there was a couple scenes in this movie that were just downright beautiful, and King Shark, as they they call him Nanawe in this one, which is like his actual name. But uh, yeah, Nanawe is just beautiful. It, it's so cool that this character has been portrayed multiple times throughout multiple different medias, and this is the one that stuck for me. This was the coolest iteration of King Shark. Uh... I really hope that DC decides to utilize him a lot more in the future. I do enjoy the fact that he's in the Harley Quinn show, but he's just not the King Shark from the comic books. And the King Shark from Flash was just too animalistic, in my opinion. So I feel like they really did uh, King Shark Nanawe justice in this one. It was fantastic uh rat catcher rat catcher 2 is probably the best character in the entire movie i'm just gonna go ahead and say that a lot of the like heartfelt moments come from her um a lot of the, the the ending where they they do the final boss fight is absolute breathtaking in my opinion it's just beautiful imagery, beautiful soundtrack, and she's a part of that. And there's this, like, secret backstory where she's, like, trying to get Bloodsport to slowly open up and become more of, like, a concerned person. And she starts to see him unravel. And it's basically because she's such an innocent-hearted person. It's why you know it's why she's here it, she deserves her spot in this film and i again it was just one of those characters where you don't really know anything about them but then this dude introduces you to them in a way that you never even thought of uh, considering or considered thinking of them in and it just it brings new light to characters that i never knew i was so interested in and, uh, I, I don't know. I think, like I said, I think James Gunn was the best man for the job in this one. I don't think anybody could have done it any better than him. Um, this is really awesome for the future of DC movies because now it proves that if we just had better directors, we would have better projects. And that's not to say that Zack Snyder is a bad director because I heavily enjoyed his version of Suicide or uh, Justice League. I would actually rate his version of Justice League a 7 out of 10. But with that being said, 
<laughs> I would have to give this Suicide Squad movie... Hmm... I'd say a 9 out of 10. I don't really... I, I tend to give high scores straight out of the gate. But with this one, I feel like I had a lot of time to think about it. I said, uh, when, when I first saw Mortal Kombat, I think I gave it like a 10 out of 10. And then I came home the next day, watched it over, and was like, okay, that was an easy 8. You know, it, it's, it's a thing that I do where I'm like really excited to see the movie, so I like hype it up in my head. And that sets a higher score for it, but for real. It ain't even been 24 hours since I've seen this one. I know I'm not going to change my mind. I know that's my definite answer. I'm giving this one a 9 out of 10. I'm really hopeful for the future of DC. I'm really excited to see if they're going to let James Gunn do a sequel or, you know, because I know he's got to finish up Guardians of the Galaxy for Marvel, too. So, keep in mind, what makes me laugh is this movie basically was a product of James Gunn getting fired by Disney for tweeting some shit on the internet. And so, DC came in, scooped him up, then Marvel was like, we're sorry. And Disney and Marvel hire him back. But he's like, well, and now y'all gotta wait on me to finish this movie for DC, and then it comes out and it's being slated as the greatest DC movie ever made. That's fantastic. That is the ultimate play of, like, yeah, see, now we're back in the business. And I think if we could start stealing high-talent actor or uh, high-talent directors to direct and write these projects then we'll keep getting shit like Su or, uh, yeah, like Suicide Squad and like Zack Snyder's Justice League. But I gotta say, this one is a must-watch. If you haven't seen this movie, I highly recommend you see it. If you saw the 2016 and was not a fan, that's fine. This movie makes sure that you forget all about that abomination that came out in 2016 because this is the real Suicide Squad. So, I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast that I was going to take a second at the end to discuss some spoilery areas. So, I want to take four seconds right now, four seconds, to let everybody know that this is a spoiler warning. Alright, there's your first four seconds. This is a spoiler warning. So if you haven't seen this movie and you don't want to be spoiled, do not listen past this point. Okay, so now if we're here, you obviously either don't care or you've seen the movie. I got so damn emotional when it looked like this movie was going to kill King Shark. They established that King Shark has no friends, that he's a loner, that, you know, he, he has, like, the mind of a child, so he doesn't even really understand what's happening around him all the time. And it if you don't care what I'm about to say, there's a part toward the end where... They are, 
attempting to be killed by the government and they're at the top of a building that splits in half and the building starts to fall and King Shark gets thrown basically from the top. He falls like 100 feet, I don't know, really far drop, slams into the concrete and he's surrounded by uh, all these soldiers who then load up their guns and just start emptying clips on him but the movie decides to make you hurt by zooming in on the fact that he's crying. It's like a fear cry as these guards walk up and unload on him. And I literally fell out of my chair. It was heartbreaking to watch. But then, of course, 30 seconds later, they established that it meant nothing. Because King Shark is just like, eh. Time to rip all these people in half. And that was that was fucking incredible. But the fact that they killed Polka Dot Man. And the fact that they killed Rick Flag. What the hell, man? What the hell? I had actually grown to like Rick Flag because I genuinely liked his character. And especially in this one, how it was established that there was this friendship between him and Harley that was like this unspoken best friendship. Oh my god, dude. Oh my god. And then they turn around and they just kill him. Peacemaker's bitch ass kills him out of all people. Are you fucking kidding me? Or Polka Dot Man, who literally say he's he sees his mother everywhere he goes. He spends his entire life getting ridiculed, joked on, name called, and he finally steps up to the plate and decides to be a real hero at the end of the movie, and it means nothing. Like, what the fuck? Starro crushes him so simple. It kills me. Like, I, I was just talking earlier, like, that whole intro scene of the fake Suicide Squad, that first 15 minutes, like... They marketed the hell out of these people. Even in the fandom presentation reveals, they marketed the hell out of these people. And every single one of them dies the first 15 minutes, besides, like, the main players. So you immediately lose Pete Davidson as Blackguard. You immediately lose Michael Rooker as Savant. You immediately lose Mongal, Javelin, TDK, uh, assumably, presumably Weasel, but you find out at the end that Weasel did not drown, actually. He was just unconscious that whole time. And it's just like, you basically marketed this as being part of the big deal team, and then you wax them all in brutal ways the first 15 minutes. Fantastic, but a big what-the-fuck opening. I think the biggest part of the whole what-the-fuck opening is the fact that Captain Boomerang dies. Like, no freaking way. If you saw the first movie, you will agree he is one of the only good parts about the entire movie. Yes, he is not 100% comic accurate, 
but I feel like he does a really good job of making it not matter. And then in this one, he comes in about as accurate as he can fucking be. And they kill him the first 10 minutes of the movie. And Harley has to watch him die, which is even worse. Like, again, I don't even care if you sat through the whole spoiler section of this podcast. You need to go watch this movie. It is such a big deal. Even if you don't like comic book movies, I know that a lot of people are still going to love this because of the acting and the characters and the story and even the special effects are pretty solid. Like, it, it's fantastic. Highly, highly recommend this movie. Like I said, absolute 9 out of 10. This one was an easy score up for me. I think the only thing that would have made this better is if it was just a lot more action-packed involved a lot of the big A-list DC characters. It would have been awesome. But again, this movie doesn't need that to be good. So, I hope you like this podcast. If you listen this far, thank you so much. If you don't want to watch the Suicide Squad movie, I completely understand, so I'm glad you came to me to figure out what happens. If you do want to get off this podcast and go watch it for free with an HBO Max subscription, highly recommend it. Please go do so. Uh, again, please don't forget to follow the social media accounts. I actually did not plan on making this a podcast because I didn't think I would be able to see this movie until uh, Friday night, but because it actually released early, I had just enough time to squeeze it in before getting ready for bed for work in the morning, so I said screw it, went ahead and watched it. But I actually did have something else planned. Uh, this was just like a surprise thing for me because I was so excited about it, I wanted to talk. So, again, I hope you like this podcast. I hope you check out the movie and you like the movie. Please don't forget to check out the other episodes that I've been doing. They're really great. Don't forget to follow the social media account so you don't miss any updates on future podcasts. And I am working on getting some guests at some point soon. So it won't just be my voice. You'll be hearing other people's voices, hopefully. I'm um, going to try to get some like social media presence or you know any basically anything I can do. But again, I'm your host, Alex. This has been Super Simple Podcast, and as always, good night, people.